Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 46. All right, you got this one. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he was born in Connecticut, and for some crazy reason, he misses the winter, Pat Flynn. Sometimes. Sometimes I miss the order. I mean, 75 all year long is great, but you know, sometimes you just got to mix it up, which is exactly what we're going to do today. And my name is Pat Flynn. Welcome to session 46 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. I'm super stoked to be hanging out with you today. So uh, let's get right into today's content. Now, like I said, we're mixing things up a bit today because we're bringing on a guest who approaches online business a little differently than most people do, you know, uh, at least here in the solopreneur space. Uh, A lot of people who teach this online business stuff, including myself, you know, we talk about picking a topic of interest, preferably something you're passionate about or, you know, uh, at least are very interested in and then sort of becoming an expert at it and sharing that knowledge with others who would consider you an expert just because you know a little bit more than they do. And really, that's all it takes to become an expert. You just need to know a little bit more, have a little bit more experience than others who are looking for information about that thing. This is how I started my online business with my uh, exam website in the architecture industry. You know, I didn't, I didn't really consider myself an expert personally. It wasn't like I could just answer every question that was thrown to me in an instant. But because I was the person who took the exam, passed it, and published helpful tips, guides, and, and summaries and things like that online, I was seen as the expert, which made selling an ebook eventually, uh, which really changed the course of my life um, a year and a half after I started that site, much, much easier. Today's guest says, you know, forget the whole become an expert in, an, in a particular field model and just focus rather on the pains, needs, and desires of those in, in various industries and help solve those problems. You know, become an expert at understanding problems. And you don't even have to know that particular field in order to do that. You know, you just have to dig deep, which is exactly what this guest teaches us to do. And, and, and then building software to solve those specific problems. You know, he has some very successful personal examples as well as some very successful and interesting examples from his own students. And I must say this is, uh, you know, this is probably the most radical but at the same time most eye-opening podcast yet 
on the Smart Passive Income podcast. You know, our guest has also been featured on Mixergy.com in one of the most popular viewed and talked about interviews over there with Andrew Warner. So I'm happy to have him on as a guest today. So everyone, let's welcome Dane Maxwell. What's up, Dane? How's it going? What's up, man? <laughs> so for everyone out there, you know, if someone came up to you and said, you know, Dane, what is it that you do? You know, if they met you at a conference and for the first time and, and they said, you know, Dane, what, what do you do? How would you respond? It kind of depends on the time of day that you ask me. <laughs> um, right now, I would probably tell you that I run the most lucrative business on the planet, which is software as a service. Software as a service. Explain. Well, we, um, I really like the, uh, the margins of product-based or uh, web-based businesses uh, combined with the recurring revenue of utility companies. Um, so and having around 80% profit margins um, without actually having to service the customer because they actually use the application. So it's very easy to get, say, 100 people at 100 bucks a month and make uh, 120 grand a year just servicing those 100 people with your software. And it's a, a, very, a lot easier to build uh, than, than you'd think. Right, so 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 you're talking about software as opposed to you know what I talk about a lot and what a lot of other people online talk about and in, in, in entrepreneurship is becoming an expert at something and then teaching people how to do that, correct? <laughs> That's what the entire internet teaches. <laughs> but you're saying you know build software now. What what kind of software are you building? I mean, how do you know what? I mean, what, give us some examples of stuff that you're doing. Yeah, I'll give some examples, and I kind of want to zoom out and talk about why people don't get into software, uh, because I don't know how to write code. Uh, I, I built my first software product without spending any money, and I didn't even come up with the idea. And the first version was built in like six weeks, and I made turned that into a six-figure business in the first year, um, all from my parents' basement, uh, with starting from absolutely nothing. And, and so, and so, it's totally possible. And, and I actually was never, I was never into the internet marketing space to even get sold on the concept of becoming an expert. Um, in fact, I actually remember uh, getting involved in like the Warrior Forum or like the Onyx Silver courses where they talk about selling those eBooks. Mm -hmm. And and I was like, oh wow, this must be the way. This is how you have to do it. Meanwhile, my business is doing like ten grand a month at the time. And so I try selling these eBooks and I put like two months into like putting these eBooks together and I make like one or two grand a month at the most selling these eBooks. And I was like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Software's where it's at. Mm -hmm. So I quietly just kept plugging away, building more software products. So at this point, uh, I have four software products. I built seven to date, um, spent about $200,000, uh, on development, none of which was my own money and made a little over a million in the process. And the products are like, uh, uh, mostly for real estate companies. Well, in fact, all of them are for real estate companies. Um, they are, it, to zoom out even one, one more frame, I don't know if, did, did you ever know who made the most money in the gold rush, Pat? Uh, the people selling the axes and the shovels. Yep, and Levi Strauss, the guy selling jeans. Mm. Um, so I sell tools. I, I sell tools and there's a few principles we operate by. We want automated sale. We want recurring revenue. We want no accounts receivable and we want to sell tools, um, to, to markets. And, uh, so I sell tools to real estate companies in the form of when you're a real estate company, you're very interested in recruiting agents into the company, 
keeping agents in the company, and then having a mobile office so agents can work from anywhere. So I have software products that are built around those three areas, recruiting, retention, and then helping them go paperless. And um, I didn't come up with any of those ideas. I'm not an expert at anything uh, except for uh, defining the problem. And uh, that's really kind of how everything started. Hmm. So that's what you do. Now, let me let me kind of uh, rewind here. You know, real estate. How did you – you said you didn't come up with any of these ideas. How, where did you get the ideas? And, and how did you know that real estate was the, the place to provide a solution for? I was a, my my uncle was a real estate broker, uh-huh. and he they were just complaining about technology left and right in that office, and the um, they just like, nobody liked any of the stuff uh, that they, that 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 they had uh, that was offered to them. Um, so I started asking them about you know what's 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 some of the pain that you have associated with this, and they would just start listing off all these problems that they had. And it was in that moment that I realized, like, gosh, I can go into any market and ask what the pain is and find that pain and then build a product around that. And, and so now I never start a company without, without – without, I start companies without an idea now. I never start a company with an idea anymore. Mm-hmm. You go into a particular market and see what their pain is and go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Every time. Um, you know, the questions you ask are, what's the most important area of your business? They'll tell you. And you ask, is there any pain associated with that activity? And there always is. And there's always an opportunity in those two answers. And that's where you, that's where you find. Now, what happens is, what happens is it's pretty interesting. There, there are a couple more things that, that you have to do. They'll, they'll answer those two questions. Like if, if there's any pain associated, you know, they'll, they'll answer that. You have to um, let them answer and then you have to follow it up with two more really important questions. And these are the golden questions. You say, what else? And tell me more. And you keep asking those questions until they are like they can't think of anything else. And it's usually that fourth or fifth response where the golden, most painful idea will come out um, that you can start really defining accurately. And it, it was like Jay Abraham is the guy who was famous for saying this. But if you can define the problem better than your target customer, then they will automatically assume that you have the solution. What 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 that means? What 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 I've actually find that found that to mean is like what I would do is I would actually write out and define the problem, the pain that was around the the real estate broker, and um, as soon as I had it defined so accurately and clearly, the solution just comes to you subconsciously. Right. You know, I know a lot of people who have created a product without even understanding their target market or what their pains are. They just have a feeling like that's something that they would want. And every time that's just been a terrible solution that hasn't been profitable at all. And I like that you're, you're really big on not even thinking about the product at first, but just starting with the market and getting deep into understanding what it is that they really need a solution for. And they might not even know that they need it until you get deep into their head and, and, and kind of talk with them a little bit. And I think that's important. A lot, a lot of people won't make the effort to do that, to be honest. No, they won't. And th- I don't know what it is, but <clears throat> there's this serious desire to be credentialed, to, to be an expert. And, um, you know, I run a, we run a program called uh, – so I have the software company. But what I'm really passionate about is uh, teaching entrepreneurs how to build software because it's just so fun. And we have kind of this foundational set of beliefs 
with that with that framework and you know pat like you and i were talking before one of those beliefs is that we do not believe in being an expert we believe in being an expert at defining problems and then putting experts in place to solve them and those solutions being the best solution being software because of the reasons you mentioned earlier now I know you know this. What are the, what are some of the reservations people have when getting into software? I mean, I know I can tell you some of mine, and you kind of address them already, and we can go deeper into them. But I know that software is something that you have to code, and people are very scared of that. And so that's one thing. Obviously, the money to create that software uh, is another issue, and you you mentioned that earlier. And you know, even just coming up with the with the right idea, which we just talked about, and then also the time spent to do it. So let's break those down really quick. Okay, coding scares the crap out of me. It scares the crap out of a lot of people. And I know I I've I've you know, you you, you can outsource that, but you know, how do you you know how do you where do you find the coders? I mean, the the technology aspect of of building a solution that is that is a piece of software is really scary because it's like people want to be so involved in everything that's going on. You know, the the reason why I like to write books and write on my blog is because I'm in control of everything. I know everything that's being posted and published and everything that's being consumed. So how, how do you break away from that when kind of hiring developers and uh, and, and creating code for for these different types of software? And did you mind if I pick on you for a second? No, not at all. Uh, it's uh, it'll bring me back to uh, to elementary school. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> um, so you focus on that area of you control. Uh, uh, you focus on the area that you can control, uh, which is creating content for you, which is a decision based out of fear um, instead of actually love. And and if you if you look at the impact that you're making based on your contributions, it's phenomenal, Pat. Like you're just you're just a rock star, man. You create amazing things for the world. Um, but how much of that is squandered because it's all channeled through what you can control? Um, how much more could you influence and impact the world if you got out of your own way and let other people create the content, aka write the code? So that that's there's a very there's a very freeing space that opens up once you stop trying to be the expert. And you do need to be an expert at one thing. You have to be an expert at the problem. You have to understand the problem better than the customer, better than the competition, 